Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Monday night. If you're new to the show, I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans and the Nashville Predators and of A to Z Sports Prime Time is GaryAshton.com. Uh, you know, Two Rivers Ford is the place that you need to go if you are in Middle Tennessee in new in need of a new or pre-owned vehicle. Two Rivers Ford since 1983 in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Uh, so as far as AFC teams go, we are going to we are going to get into how much better we think the Titans actually are and as it relates to the rest of the league, the rest of the conference more specifically, how we think they stack up. Because I was doing some due diligence, kind of, you know, refreshing myself. I uh, No free ads, because this was not something that was given to me for free. But every year, I get the Football Outsiders Almanac. This thing is the Bible for me, preseason-wise, as far as getting me back into not just the Titans, because I know the Titans, but the rest of the league. It's a great resource and something that I keep tabs on or that helps me keep tabs on everything before the season starts. And I'm grateful uh, for Aaron Schatz and all the guys at football, guys and gals at Football Outsiders who do such great work. So I was, you know, doing some reading while I was on vacation last week and kind of just trying to catch myself up to speed at my own pace and, you know, just refreshing myself with the AFC. My God, is this a stacked and loaded conference that the Tennessee Titans are going to have to gut it out through again. Now, of course, we know that the division, the AFC, uh, the AFC South specifically, it's not regarded as one of the top tier divisions in football, not by any stretch of the imagination, but it is going to be more competitive than it has been in years past. So basically, we're trying to see, okay, are the Titans one of the teams who we expect to regress, or do you think that there is the potential there for them to take a step forward? And in fact, I think we should start there with your Two Rivers Ford take. Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, which AFC team, let's start with taking a step backwards, which AFC team is most likely to take a step backwards in 2022? Give me your response on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch, and we will discuss at length together. So you've got any variety of teams to pick from and a lot of different a lot of different uh, a lot of different parts and pieces that have moved around. We know that the Chiefs were involved in one of the biggest trades of the offseason, sending Tyree Kill to the Miami Dolphins, a team that looks poised to be in a different kind of ca- category. It would be difficult, it would be difficult for Kansas City from from at least my standpoint, it would be difficult for Kansas City to be a better football team without Tyree Kill. We also know that they lost the Honey Badger on defense, but he is he's uh, Tyron Matthews probably passed the peak of his powers. And I mean, not at least when last we saw him play, he looked to be past the peak of his powers while still a productive football player. He landed in New Orleans this offseason, as a matter of fact. William Romer says the Bills. And I would strongly disagree there, William. In fact, I think that the Bills are the team that signaled the most, all right, we're going to go all in to win the Super Bowl this year. 
we're going to give Vaughn Miller a six-year contract. Now, maybe that's not the best long-term business decision, but bleep it, for lack of a better term. Let's try and remake our defense. Let's try and get Josh Allen more help, better protection, a better running game, so he's not having to do all the heavy lifting. I believe the Bills to be the most talented. Doesn't mean they'll end up the best team. Doesn't mean that they'll win the Super Bowl, even though they are the preseason Super Bowl favorites, and I believe rightfully so. I think the Bills are by far and away the most talented team in the sport this year. I think you would have a difficult time finding a better constructed roster at this point in time. Now, there are a fair amount of new pieces, as there are on every team as the year goes on. So I think that as far as uh, Tennessee is concerned, I think it's beneficial. I think it's beneficial to play that game early in the year, Monday Night Football, week two at Buffalo. I think it's better in those circumstances to catch a team like the Bills early as opposed to late in the season when, one, the stakes are heightened by leaps and bounds because at that point you'll be getting down to the wire. And with uh, with the opportunity to go on the road or with the difficulty of what it is to go on the road, especially in a place like Buffalo, to get that game early in the year where weather is not going to be as big of a factor in September as opposed to November or December when uh, they would play, they'll play weather games. Green Bay and Kansas City are both later in the year, certainly, and I'm sure at some point there will be adverse weather conditions in sunny, scenic Nashville, Tennessee. But looking at uh, looking at everything that the Bills have done, I would say that the Bills are the farthest thing from a team that projects to step back in 2022. I'll, I'll give you my logic for the team that I've selected here in just a second, right after I tell you about the people who, of course, make the Two Rivers Ford take possible. It's our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, it's, they're simply the best in terms of customer service in terms of ease when it comes to getting your next vehicle. Because everything these days seems like it's so damn hard to do. Two Rivers Ford will always make the vehicle buying process a breeze. No matter how you like to shop, Two Rivers Ford is there to make it happen. If you know exactly what kind of Ford you want, Two Rivers Ford will custom order it for you and deliver it to your door, just as they did for me. Or if you don't know exactly the vehicle you want, but you've got a couple of different options that you want their sales staff to keep an eye on, just give them a call and they'll be sure to keep you updated when a vehicle that might work arrives in stock. And don't forget that Two Rivers Ford always sells below MSRP on all new non-specialty vehicles so you can rest assured you're getting the best price. When it comes to finding a vehicle, Two Rivers Ford is the best. Let them do the work for you. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, online at tworiversford.com. Put Two Rivers Ford on your team today. So, which team do you feel is going to take a step back in the AFC in 2022? Uh, what about the Chargers, says Dwayne Holiday. Uh, the Chargers, I listen, if I had to pick a team to uh, just... You know, you guys know that I don't have rooting allegiances. I don't really, I don't really, you know, I don't have it. I don't have an NFL team. I didn't grow up with an NFL team. Uh, I came into a job where I cover the league, and I've been fortunate to cover a winning franchise. The Titans have been a winning franchise since I've been in town, so it's been a great landing spot for me and an enjoyable uh, team to cover. But as far as you know, preferences, I. I just, I, I enjoy, I enjoy individual matchups and I enjoy 
you know, finding a team from year to year where I just, maybe I just throw them on game pass. Maybe I'll just watch a couple of snaps of uh, last year. It was the Cincinnati Bengals because I really enjoyed their passing game this year. For me, it's the chargers. I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm a, I'm a 2022 chargers fan, but I can, I am already excited about the proposition that the chargers are going to be one of the most exciting teams in football on both sides of the ball. I think their offense uh, in retaining their uh, solid group of skill position players with uh, they paid, oh, the the Mike Williams, the Clemson wide receiver uh, who came out of the draft the same year that Corey Davis did. They still have Josh Palmer, the, ten- the former Tennessee Vol, who was turned into a solid pro. And uh, Keenan Allen, st- not quite at the same level, but still performing and attracting attention from opposing defenses. Justin Herbert, I believe, to be a star, and their offensive line has gotten substantially better. On defense, they traded for Khalil Mack this offseason. They added Joey Bosa, or rather, they uh, to go with Joey Bosa, they added Khalil Mack, and they signed J.C. Jackson to work in an already talented sa- secondary with a player like Derwin James. I, I think the Chargers are going to be one of the best one of the best teams in football this year. And ironically, the Titans do play them in Los Angeles. I believe that game is in November, early November, if memory serves. And I'm looking forward to going back out to SoFi Stadium. Um, Anytime I can go to Los Angeles, anytime I can go to uh, California for a trip late in the year as the weather starts to turn, sign me up, baby. Looking forward to that. But I I think the team that I expect to take the biggest step back from the heights that they achieved in 2022, I believe that it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I like Joe Burrow. I love their wide receiving core. Um, I, I like a lot of what it is that the Bengals have done, but I don't believe that they're, I don't like, I don't look at the Bengals and think, okay, Super Bowl. I look at the Bengals and think they're still going to have a tough time gutting it out in the AFC North, which even as the Browns are uh, a clown show and the Ravens have some questions and the Steelers are working with a new quarterback for the first time in the better part of 20 years, I think that I think that Cincinnati does not have as clear, and it wasn't a clear and obvious path for them last year. I just don't know that they were that they are now at a point where they can regularly compete for Super Bowls. But in uh, seeing a clip from Good Morning Football on the NFL Network, a former Titan. Jason McCourty, who is now, uh, which, which by the way, congratulations to Jason. We hope to have him on the radio show here pretty soon. Jason McCourty was asked about the Titans and how he thinks they will perform in 2022. His analysis was pretty interesting to hear. The Titans are the team that I think I'm going to consider them a contender. I really need need them to prove themselves for me in the first couple weeks of the season. The Titans are the contender, and I was terrible at math, but go with me here. The the greater loss (laughs) of of Tyree Kill. No. Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill is Uh not as big of a loss as Ryan Tannehill is without A.J. Brown. Okay, so... We're looking at this A.J. Brown number. Now, this is life without the guy that you love to throw okay, to. Okay, good. Okay, so Mahomes without Tyreek Hill, still 3-1, and one, still throws eight touchdowns to his other that options, doesn't give the ball away. Ryan Tannehill struggles without an A.J. Brown. Now, A.J. Brown is not with Tennessee anymore. They have to figure out their offense. 
who is Tannehill relying on? Pat Mahomes not only can rely on himself as a quarterback, but you still have Travis Kelsey. I just don't see this going well for Tannehill with the Tennessee Titans. He needs to find options in quickly. Is Traylon Burks the guy? Yeah, right away. The headlines haven't really shown us that right away. Um, and it's you, there are some growing pains that happen there. So, I, again, it, it begs the question, who makes what? And I think Pat Mahomes is going to be a phenomenal quarterback. I could be his wide receiver, and he would still be. <laughs> I would love to do for, that. For just, for just the viewers, I mean, this yeah. is the depth chart at wide receiver. Robert Woods. Uh, Nick Westbrook, Akine, and Traylon Burks are like the one, two, three. That yeah. is not what the no. Chiefs have. With no, the Chiefs exactly. Have. Right. Robert Woods coming off injuries. Robert yeah, Woods exactly. coming off injuries. So, um, if you're going to consider the Titans a contender, I'm going to go. They have a lot more question marks than the Chiefs do. They have tons. And, and, yeah. and the, the, one of the biggest questions is, are our eyes going to glaze over every time we talk about the Titans this year? Yeah. We kind of have a history of the Titans, and I say this to you as a former Titan. It's like it's just a little mild, a little tepid, and you start to get excited. Okay, maybe there's something. And like that playoff game was was really rough. Yeah. I mean, it was it was like. Yeah. Confirming everyone's doubts about the Tennessee Titans, a one seed losing to the Bengals. Tannehill's a mess. What, what do you make of the Titans this year? Should we believe in them? I don't see the Titans as a contender. And a lot okay. of it okay. is because yeah. number one seed last year. I know. For, for sure. And in a loaded AFC. Which was surprising to me because, like you just said, number one seed, you're getting Derrick Henry back. And your, your thought process is all right, here we go. We're going to win this thing. And then you trade away A.J. Brown. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's yes. just for a younger team where you're still building, you can get the young guy in, bring him along, and he'll grow yeah. with the team. But for a team where you're ready to win right now, mm -hmm. your team is built for that. The number one seed last year, and we get rid of our most productive offensive player with Derrick Henry not being out there, that makes it tough for me to really believe they're going to be the team that takes it over the top. Mm -hmm. A very good team, though, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I have them in my contender slip right now. So that's Jason McCourty. Well, that's the new cast of Good Morning Football. Uh, they've added Jamie Erdahl and um, Jason McCourty, who, of course, played for eight years here in Tennessee, was one of the better players that the franchise had, went on to, uh, I think he played with the Cleveland Browns after the Titans and then ended up winning a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Here's here's what I'll, uh, here's what I'll say. Bre Brian McNeil says he hates the Titans. I don't think that's true, although – I, I will say, is it Brian or Bryn? Forgive me. Here's what I'll say to you. Would you blame Jason McCourty if he hated the Titans? Because he lost a lot, a lot of football games here. He, I don't, I don't, I would, I don't know. I don't think, I one, I know he doesn't hate the Titans. In fact, he considers himself to be a Titan, even though he won a Super Bowl with another franchise. And he, he he makes his home in Tennessee. He had his kids here. He got married here. Like I've seen him interviewed about this before. So he loves um, he loves the the city of Nashville and what the organization gave him. Right, gave him a professional football career, and he went on to have a very successful one. But I would not blame him if he hated the Titans because it would be associated with a lot of bad football that they experienced during the course of his time. On the roster, Derek R says, uh, I should expect that from national media. Now they refuse to look at the whole picture on the Titans. But again, it, I, it is, it is a national televised, it is a nationally televised platform, but that dude played for you. He's not that far removed. Um, he's not that far. You can't dismiss every person who is a detractor of your football team, especially when that person 
is as intimately familiar. He's just out the league. McCourty has just recently retired as of this past offseason. Jason McCourty knows full well what the Titans are. Now, to say they're not a contender, I would disagree. I, I believe that the Titans are and should be the favorites in their division. And if you are the favorite in a division, the expectation should be for you to make the postseason. If you make the postseason, if you win your division, that, to me, qualifies you as a contender. And as we sit here today with a, you know, everybody's undefeated in the league right now until September 11th goes, uh, until September 11th gets going, uh, or or the, the first week of the NFL kicks off officially, the first Sunday of the NFL kicks off officially, I would say to you that the Titans are a contender from my perspective right now. But I do also agree that it's a completely fair conversation. I think it's a completely fair assessment of Tennessee. I have plenty of questions. I can consider them a contender as we sit here today. Because I do think uh, there there was not much talk of the defense. The focus of the segment was on the offense. And I think the defense is their biggest strong suit right now. So you can't have a conversation around them, a complete conversation around them, without talking about the the asset that the defensive side of the ball is. Um, And Robert Woods being full go is huge. Huge, 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 as we talked about last night. But it is completely and totally fair to have questions about the Tennessee Titans this year. I, I don't. Here's what I'll say. John Robinson and Mike Vrabel and the work that they do with their staff and the players, they deserve the benefit of the doubt. There were plenty of ways for them to fall off last year. They still found their way into the one seat. I am not a detractor of who the Titans are and what they do. They have earned the benefit of the doubt. I've seen them do it too many times. I've covered every game uh, under under my over, over the course of Mike Vrabel's career and every game over the course of John Robbins' career. I've seen them go above and beyond in ways that they have no business doing. But I have also seen what has happened this offseason, not just for them, but around the conference. And I have seen substantial shifts in what the offensive firepower for a lot of the other franchises have done. I think the Titans can get back to a more, I think the Titans can get back to a, a more, uh, a more stable sense of being. I think the offense will look cleaner. I think it will look smoother. I can't, I can't guarantee you health, but should they stay healthier than they did last year when they dressed 91 players, it is a reasonable expectation that they should at least look operationally cleaner on the offensive side of the football. But I have big time questions about their ability to compete. If they should make the playoffs, I can consider them a contender because I consider them to still be the favorites in the divisions in the division. But I can also look at it objectively and say, yeah, uh, if they if they were to get washed out in the first in the wild card round, or should they make the divisional round by a by a team that is clearly and obviously better than them, it would not surprise me by any stretch of the imagination. I think you can have a more fair a more fair version of the conversation than I think Good Morning Football had. The difference between Good Morning Football and what we do, though, is they only have like they have like three minutes to talk about each subject because it's television. And we have the opportunity to expand at great length here and to go into more detail because this is the thing that you guys care about. Um, a simple heroin user. Well, uh, I hope that <laughs> I hope that's not true. Uh, but, you know, that's that's the name. I think we'll have a decent offense, nothing like last year's. 
AJ is gone, so that big outside threat is gone, and they can focus more on Henry. Henry is coming back and going to be rusty because of the injury. I, it's just I don't I don't buy into the so. I think that yeah. Here's what I here's what I say. They are not nearly as talented without AJ Brown. Nobody's disputing that. I think the offense can ultimately find more balance. Can ultimately find more balance than what they had last year. Um, I think uh, I think that to look at to look at Derrick Henry and Rusty, like uh, no, it's it's we are we are. How many months has it been since November? I'm, I don't want to do math. I don't want to do. I don't want to do the math on the air, but I don't know how many months it's been since November. Derrick Henry has had a, 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 a healed broken bone in his foot for a considerable amount of time now. It's not like a broken foot is rusty. The bone is either healed or it's not healed. That's that's the nature of a broken bone. It's not like a it's not like a, a, a you know a muscle strain or something to do with tendons or ligaments or things like that. Like it's a it's a broken bone. It's either broken or it's not broken anymore. And so if you're telling me that Derrick Henry's foot is not broken anymore, then I'm going to assume that Derrick Henry is going to return to a better version of what we have seen of Derrick Henry. Kenyatta uh, graciously doing the math for me, saying eight months since November. So eight months since Derrick Henry broke his foot. I'm completely comfortable with the place that Derrick Henry's in eight months removed. Now, could he get injured again? Of course. But it like, I don't think, I don't think like the foot is going to be the thing that ends up, ends up damning him. Can it slow him down? Can he be a lesser version? Still good, but not the heights that we've seen? Likely, likely for Derrick Henry. But again, like Robinson and Vrabel, Derrick Henry has earned the benefit of the doubt. And until I see consistently the performance slide, I'm going to look at Derrick Henry and expect him to perform at a reasonably good to great uh, level. Good to great. It's been some time. It's been since 2018 since we used it. It's been four years. I still found a way to work that, that godforsaken slogan into the into a show four years after the fact. What a time to be alive. Um, Derek West says, Buck, how surprising would a home AFC championship game in Nashville be to you? Oh, I mean, it'd be shocking. Um, I think the Bills are clearly and obviously better. I think that Kansas City, by nature of the quarterback, is clearly and obviously better. I think that if you told me that Baltimore and uh, the Baltimore and even Cincinnati were hosting home playoff games over the Titans. It would not be surprising to me. I, you know, I've talked about this before. I probably think they're like the eighth most talented team in the AFC, eighth or ninth, uh, probably, probably between eight to 10, like talent doesn't mean that they won't be better coached. Doesn't want mean that their parts and pieces won't work better together because they find ways to do it. But I think just purely off talent, like I don't, they're not a top end football team by any stretch of the imagination right now. The defense is, but not the total parts. And again, I think that's a reasonable assessment that maybe some of you guys and gals would push back on, but I think more often than not, um, that that's a fair assessment at this point until we see otherwise, one way or the other. But yeah, I mean, I an AFC championship game, their best shot at hosting the AFC championship game was last year, and they shit the bed. There's there's no disputing that. We We've talked about it. We've spent six months. Many of you have spent six months mourning it. I told you. Yesterday, that as of t- as of today, or I guess as of tomorrow, Titans training camp begins. So there will be no more. You're no longer allowed to bitch about 2021 Ryan Tannehill anymore. We've moved on. We're now onto the next season. Um, if he throws an interception, you can get a piece of his ass then. But until then, until there are interceptions to be thrown in meaningful games, then I'm not worried about Ryan Tannehill. What Ryan Tannehill did in 2021, um, I would say to you ultimately that I I I find them to be interesting. I think that I think it's going to be a fascinating. All I want is them. All I all I want from them because I don't care if they win or they lose. I just want them to be interesting. 
Now it's a better, it's better, you know, I, I, tell, you, I tell you guys this all the time. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the name of transparency, it is better uh, for, for a viewing audience purpose, for my radio show ratings, for the articles that I write. It's better if I'm covering a winning team. I, I'm ne- I've never lied to you guys about that. It is financially and professionally better for me if the team succeeds. But ultimately, all I want them to do is be interesting on a week-by-week basis. And I find them to be fascinating for all the different parts and pieces that are going to have to work together this season. So it'll be, it'll be like I said, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to a fun and interesting season. Uh, but as we sit here today, you know, you look at it and you say, yeah, it, it would make sense if they did reasonably take a step back, the Tennessee Titans. Um, but I, I, I think that the Bengals probably have the greatest percentage chance for not being, you know, not, not being the team that makes it to the Super Bowl out of the AFC this year. I think that's, uh, I think that's, I don't, I don't want to say it's, it's not a fluke because they did it to their credit, but I think that is drastically less likely to happen in, uh, in 2022. Uh, Bizarro PK says you're a fan. Uh, I'm a fan of what? I'm a fan of me. I'm a fan of the show doing well. I'm a fan of working for the purposes of more people reading it. So yes, from that standpoint, Bizarro PK, you are correct. I am absolutely a fan of anything that would make this more successful. Absolutely. Uh, our guy, the heroin user, hopefully that's just a joke. What do you think of the Colts this upcoming season? Um, I mean, I think they're better. Uh, any, anytime, anytime, uh, Anytime that uh, anytime that you upgrade from upgrade quarterback, you're going to be a better football team. I still think that Matt Ryan needs better protection, and I but I do think the Colts will be better. I think that listen, I think we're going to talk about teams making the leap coming up next. I think that two of two of the AFC South teams, not name the Colts, I think they're going to make I think they're going to make your life a lot messier than you have been accustomed to in the last couple of years. Uh, Dago. Arrow, forgive me. I'm gonna Dago or Dago. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher your name, my brother. I'm sorry. Um, national media didn't want to see Tennessee win last year, so when they lost to Cincinnati, all the media was like, "Aha, you see." No, it's not. Well, here's what you know: who wanted them to lose? Network executives, not on-air talent. They don't care. Like 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 uh, like 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 me. I, I know plenty of people. I've got plenty of friends who work at for national television and uh, media networks and things like that. Um, they don't care whether the Titans win, win or lose or not. The network executives who are making the advertisement dollars off the playoff game ad ad advertisement inventory. Yeah, I don't know, Tennessee on on the television, get them the hell out of here. That that that's that, that's not a numbers. They don't do numbers like that. So you want the biggest possible audience, the most possible eyeballs, so you can sell your ads for the most possible money. That's why these football games are so valuable. Um, so yeah, network executives don't want to, don't want anything to do with them and I don't blame them. They don't rate. That's, that's your job is to get the best possible number on television and the best possible number is not going to result from a Titans game. Um, but as far as like people in the national media, now maybe there's one or two who you could point out, but like, uh, it matters zero to the vast majority of people. I think there's a little bit of a persecution complex, uh, a little bit of a persecution, persecution complex that Titans fans have. And, and, you know, you're entitled to that. Um, but anyway, let's talk about teams that are getting ready to make the leap in the AFC. So who do you believe that to be on the AFC side of the bracket? Uh, you can we, We've talked about the AFC South. Do you believe the Colts, the Jags, or the Texans are going to be substantially improved in 2021? 
You talk about a team like the Steelers, who, even though they lost Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger was a shell of himself by in the last couple of seasons. Maybe the Steelers are going to be a better football team without him. Broncos obviously acquiring Russell Wilson and the Raiders getting uh, getting Devontae Adams. Um, that is going to help them. The Chargers, who were on the fringe this year, they are looked at as one of the better teams in football. Who do you think is going to make the biggest leap of the AFC teams in 2022? You guys let me know on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We will talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team has the Intel Edge that will allow you to succeed. That Intel Edge helps you sell your home without any showings or staging. It helps you find your next home while the Nashville real, real estate market is still red hot. It helps you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity right now. Gary Ashton is the place that you go for the best intel and the best real estate properties in Middle Tennessee. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Check it out at GaryAshton.com. So, who do you think is best equipped to make a substantial leap in the AFC this year? Uh, Keith Dove, <clears throat> putting words in my mouth, says, you believe in Mitch Trubisky? Get out of here, Buck. No, I don't believe in Mitch Trubisky. All right, Mitch Trubisky... No, I got no love whatsoever for Mr. Brisky. But Ben Roethlisberger, professionally, as a professional NFL quarterback in the last probably, what's a fair assessment? I would say probably the last three seasons. Ben Roethlisberger arm was arm. Ben Roethlisberger's arm was trash. Like I think Mitch is more athletic. He's got a, he's got a better arm at this stage in his career than Ben Roethlisberger did at any point in the last two years, and the Steelers suffered for it. So, yes, I believe that Mitch Trubisky in his current iteration is better than Ben Roethlisberger. But Ben Roethlisberger, when last I've seen him in the last couple of seasons that I've seen him, has not been a good NFL quarterback. It's just a famous name and a Super Bowl champion and, and deserves all the respect that comes with that. But also, yeah, you're washed. It's like watching Peyton Manning bench for Brock Osweiler. Was Peyton Manning a better career quarterback than Brock Osweiler? Yes. Was he absolute shit when they made it to the Super Bowl and, they, and Vaughn Miller was chewing on Cam Newton's spine? For four quarters, for them to win a Super Bowl? Yes. Brock Osweiler, at that point in his career, was better than Peyton Manning. That does not mean that I was a believer in Brock Osweiler. It just means, yeah, the old the old, the old, old legend quarterback washed. That's that's all that means. Um, Miami, says Mark Jones. I think, I think Miami's a good nominee. And Tyreek Hill was on first take today talking about the idea that he thinks the, uh, well, you know, he's not going to rip Tua, his new teammate, but certainly he was down to gas him up. I hope you can see me through those, through, those, through those glasses, man. But it's an icebox where my heart used to be. You know what I'm saying? Because you had an opportunity right. to pick between Tua or pick between Zach Wilson, and you decided South Beach instead of New York. What was the, what, what was the determining factor in that? I'm crying. I, 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 I say it once, and I'll say, say it again. You know, Zach, Zach Wilson is a dog, but I really play with the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, dog. I, I want to pick up on that because you just called him the most accurate <laughs> quarterback in the NFL. And you made a lot of headlines about Tua's accuracy, Tyreek, in comparison to Mahomes. So what have you seen right. from him so far this summer? And, yeah, kind of elaborate on that statement that, you know, made the media world go wild. 
I mean, obviously, you know, too, he's not your typical gunslinger, but, you know, like if you really like just pay attention to his game, you know, everything is spot on, everything is pinpoint, you know, ball is on time, you know, his fundamentals are on point, you know, so, I mean, you know, he takes the time to make up in other areas and be great in, in, in those other areas that, you know, other quarterbacks may not be good at, you know, so that's all I got to say on that. You know, Tua, he's a, he's a heck of a competitor. He He's a hell of a hard worker, you know, so like I said, man, I'm, I'm excited to work, you know, go to work with him, you know, um, compete with him and, you know, battle with him. So that's Tyree Kill. Now, I mean, technically he's correct that Tua was the most accurate quarterback in football last year because I, I believe Tua finished the season with the highest completion percentage of any quarterback. Now, for those of you who watched Marcus Mariota have some of the best completion percentage in games that you've ever seen and lose games, like completing checkdown passes for, you know, uh, for 11 of 11 attempts when the ball is going five yards in front of you, that that's not helpful, right? Accuracy down the field yards per attempt, all these different things, uh, you know, all these different things that that uh, you have seen quarterbacks do in the past, accuracy just by completion percentage is not the best judgment of a quarterback. Now, can it technically be correct? Yes, it can technically be correct. But it also doesn't mean that Tua is any kind of special or great. Now, does Tua have to be any kind of special or great for them to win? I don't think so. I think he just, I mean, Mike McDaniel, who is regarded as one of the smartest coaches coming up in the NFL, who's been coming up in the NFL for a long time, the new head coach of the Dolphins. Mike McDaniel has been winning football games, made it to a Super Bowl with a quarterback who has clear and obvious limitations. Jimmy Garoppolo, if you believe Tua to be even slightly better than Jimmy G, or if you believe him to be Jimmy G, then you can find ways to put that quarterback in the best position to succeed to allow you to advance, to allow you to win games. Now, can he deliver in the moments that matter? We don't know the answer to that question. Can he stay healthy consistently? We don't know the answer to that question. But I do think that Miami is the team, to me, that represents the the one best equipped, the one best equipped to go above and beyond what they, uh, what they, what they think or what we what our perception of them is because their offense is hugely talented, and I know they've done a lot of work to correct the, the offensive line issues. I think they're going to be a fun watch. I hope they're going to be a fun watch. They got a lot of a lot a lot of uh, fun skill position players there. So we will see what happens with Tua because obviously uh, they will live and die with Tua's um, Tua's ability to progress or lack thereof, depending on how these things go. So. Uh, that's the that those are the AFC teams I think are going to take a step back and make the leap in 2022. Uh, that is probably uh, we'll see that none of it's probably going to matter. Like by by October, the answer will be completely different because we'll have played a month of football and all this shit will be weird. But for now, I think it's pretty interesting, and there's a lot of fascinating storylines around the league at this point. Um, let's uh, so producer Reed brought this to my attention for the end of show topic today. And he wanted to ask the question, what's the worst part of grocery shopping in 2022? Now, I had to think about this question for a second because the video that he selected for tonight is pretty funny. But I have I have a shameful admission to make. I have not been grocery shopping since 2019. 
uh, between Uber Eats and no free ads, but HelloFresh. Like I haven't physically been in a grocery store other than I get my, I get my gas at Kroger because I have a Kroger card. Um, and there's a Kroger right by my house, but I have not been physically in a grocery store. I have not grocery shopped in 2019, uh, since 2019. So it's been almost three years since I have actually done grocery shopping in the conventional sense, but I know many of you have. So I want to ask you the question, what's the worst part of grocery shopping in 2022? I'm sure there's going to be some fun answers. We're asking you this question because this video, courtesy of Hood Comedy Entertainment, uh, is going to uh, make you understand some of or, or help help kind of help kind of visualize a lot of the uh, a lot of the issues some of you have been experiencing at your favorite grocery store. Hey, hey, hold on, scanner, we're good at that. That's three fifty. Oh, hey, bro, hold on with the scanner real quick. That's seven. Hey, hey, hold on with the scanner real quick. Stop. Quick, stop. Stop real quick and let me get your sword. That's seven. Bro, quick scan. You don't scan about seven items. It's already over two fifty. Like that don't even make no sense. Cause that that right there is ten dollars, and that one right there is five dollars. How I jump thirty dollars? I mean, bro, you can't forget about the taxes. How, how does tax? Quick, quick scanning the item, bro. Hey, my man, you can just. Stop bagging real quick till I get disordered. Appreciate you. Bro. Yeah, what's good? You don't scan about seven items and it's already over 250. I'm not I didn't come here to pay that. But I need everything I came here to get. Okay, sir, that don't make no sense because you have to pay for everything you get. Now listen to what I'm saying. I came here to get all these groceries. I got about 20 more things I came in to get everything on my list. But I did not come to pay that price, bro. That's over my budget. I ain't got that. Bro, quit scanning the item, bro. Quit, quit. I feel disrespected. Stop scanning the items while I'm trying to get this, this rectified. All right, my bad, my bad. I come here because uh, shopping is a pleasure, but it ain't been so pleasant. I feel you. Now, I feel like it's some bogos. Bro, quit scanning the items, bro. Stop. I can't, it's some bogos in here that I feel like I'm it's not being... So, for those of you who have been grocery shopping lately, apparently it's expensive as hell. Um, now, understandably so. There's just, you know, There's been a lot of issues as far as availability of items certainly the you know the toilet paper a shortage of 2020 was a uh, was a crazy uh experience to live through in fact no so 2020 is the last time that I've been in a grocery store because I did I did go uh initially before there were shutdowns due to covid and uh and um that is the last so 2020 I have not been in a grocery store in 2 years I have not been grocery shopping in 2 years so I'm going to take your guys' word for it. The prices are more expensive. Now, you know, I live I live alone. I don't have kids. My girlfriend, uh, you know, she barely comes over during the week because either I'm working or she's working. So, like, I'm not I'm not making a lot of food. Like, I get a couple, I get a Hello Fresh box every Monday. It's got three, you know, basically six meals in it. That's enough to get me through the week. Plus, you know, take some take some. Uh, lunch to work or something like that, or basically how I, how I got so fat in the first place because I did gain a considerable amount of weight during uh, during the COVID nineteen situation. Um, uh, Uber Eats was my downfall. Uber Eats, I uh, I uh, it's it's tough it's tough scene. So I I certainly uh, I certainly am more cognizant of how quickly it or how easily it is to rack up 
calories when you are Uber eating. I think I think at my peak, my peak, I was probably Uber eating two to three meals a day. Uh, just you know because I I could and it was easy and uh you know it doesn't it's it was great right you you couldn't leave the house anyway or you couldn't go into restaurants for the longest anyway so I said, all right just Uber eats and then all of a sudden I'm 250 pounds and I'm like oh my god I gotta I gotta figure this out because all of a sudden your left tackle is telling me how fat I am and now 220 by training camp um which by the way I'm very so I'm gonna be at training camp my first day at training camp is Wednesday because I can't go I can't go for the press conferences tomorrow because I'll be on the air but every other day after that I'm doing the radio show at training camp and I'm bringing my scale with me on Wednesday. We're going to do this shit on air. And I am horrified that I'm going to come up like a pound or two short, uh, away from 220. It will still have been because I mean, we're down about 20 pounds. We're feeling pretty good. We're feeling pretty frisky. Starting to starting to see a little bit of an Adam's apple again, which makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's, I, I feel better. Uh, my energy is better. My attitude is better. My mood, well, Reed would probably, Reed, Lucas, and my girlfriend would probably all tell you that my mood is not better. Um, but I, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, 220 by training camp goal is, is approaching in the next two days. And I'm, I'm terrified if I do not, if I do not hit that goal specifically. All right. It's going to do it for us tonight. Radio show is going to be great tomorrow. We're going to have John Robinson. We're going to have Mike Vrabel, uh, Ryan Cowden, assistant general manager of the Titans, is going to speak to the media. We are going to have Adam Sparks on from the Knoxville News Sentinel. For those of you who have keeping, been keeping track of Tennessee Volunteers news, uh, the Vols finally got their NCAA uh, violations handed down from the Jeremy Pruitt McDonald's bag, uh, McDonald's bag uh, situation, which it was just devastating to me to turn to find out that it was actual food in the McDonald's bags and not just stacks of unmarked bills. Anyway, radio show from 10 to 1. We're going to have a great time. If I don't see you then, we will catch you tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Primetime. Have a great rest of your evening.